Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, yeah. my fine metal friends. Welcome uh, to another edition of the yeah. Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. And I'm Godless. And this is your weekly As examination of all things all. metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Uh, hopefully uh, you are doing well. I, I, I'm i trying to... I'm working with this microphone. Let's see how this works. I don't know if this thing's going to work out right. Oh, you're such an audio uh, geek, uh, man. Well, you know, like I said, we, we're, we're going to talk to the Bad Christian Podcast guys uh, to, on this episode. And I had one of those microphones that was just... In bad it shape. Sounds so. fine. I always get I get weird about that stuff, man. Uh-huh. I'm an engineer, so I'm a little particular about those. Yeah. Things. Hey, I make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, you can uh, go there, search Metal Sucks Podcast, find us, leave us five stars, tell us that we suck. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher and a lot of other, um, you know, whatever applications you listen to podcasts on. I I use the regular iPhone podcasting app, which is now actually pretty nice. Hmm. Uh, it actually works pretty well. So, and also you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks, and uh, we talk shit about stuff and things. And I'm on Spotify on too. You want to see where my best of 2014 list is coming? Spotify's along. over. It's it's what done. What do you mean T- over? T- Taylor Swift said Spotify's done. So <laughs> yeah, I might as well just give up now. And uh, walk let me away. put it this way: her tracks did not come out of my queue <laughs> when that. <laughs> Um, got pulled down you know uh, what i mean what wait uh how does that work i don't understand what's happening right now uh this week there's been some uh more craziness more weirdness that's been happening I, i'm so sad about about jonathan Ethan, man yeah you knew him like and uh, stuff right dude he was one of those guys that he was one of those dudes that that if you if you met the guy he was your friend yeah. I mean, like that—that's the kind of guy he was. Like he was instantly—he's a—he's a Southern dude, so I totally got along with the guy. Bearded dude, so we had something to talk about immediately when I first met him years ago. And uh, every time they've come through town, I've been able to hang with those guys. And and yeah, that band sat, rocks. Sorely missed, man. He's Do you gonna think they're going to continue? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, how? I mean, because you saw him live and stuff. How integral is he? I think he's totally integral. They're they're one of the few bands. Now is he odorous integral or is he? Well, he's musically integral. The the what's really weird about that band is is they're one of the few three piece bands where all three dudes sing. So there's, the, I think it's important, but you know it's a three piece. Yeah. So the the bass is really integral to that to that thickness that they have. And I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't even want to think about that with those guys right now because. Yeah. You know, he, he, uh, there, his public memorial and stuff was this weekend and all that. And yeah, it's just a, it's a sad deal. Kim Kelly actually wrote some of the best stuff, uh, out there. About yeah, I think that was noisy. On, was that, yeah, noisy. Yeah, so look that up. Yeah. It's yeah. Good stuff. It was really, it's a, really a sad thing, man. And his motorcycle crash, you know, and, uh, just ran 32 years old, dude. 32. Look, if your band is good, don't ride <laughs> motorbikes. No more motorcycles, yeah, people. Yeah, don't do drugs. Uh, and it wasn't his fault or anything like that. They were wearing helmets. It like was just the bad drugs. You know, it's like, ah, uh, yeah. And smoke weed. You can smoke weed, all the fine. weed you want. That's not going to kill you. Yeah, but you know. uh, I don't know. No, it's 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 just a sad deal. It's sad to see another another brother, especially so quick after Corey go. If you you're know. a band that's good, don't build a music festival. <laughs> so wait what are we saying no music festivals no motorcycles and no hard drugs no hard drugs okay all right those are the three rules 
especially if you're my friend. Okay, I don't, I don't want to lose any more. Exactly. Man. I if, really don't. If your band sucks, disregard. Okay, yeah, we're gonna need you. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't because I mean you could be like Wino and have 11 grams of meth in your in your luggage yeah. too. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, dude, dude. Yeah. Well, but I think that's also like what's keeping him going. You know, I maybe know. I feel for that dude too, man. Yeah, he's had some troubles in his past yeah, too. Trying yeah, to figure all trying, that out, trying to get that through. And hey, so uh, did you notice that we were pretty much spot on about the top twenty-five after did, last week's oh, episode? But how did we both miss Pantera, <laughs> dude? Sitting in Texas oh. and we missed Pantera oh. on the list. That's embarrassing. That uh, was truly embarrassing. I know. When I saw that, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I should have known. But see, I didn't even like. I, I looked at the list, and I that's one I just assume is always there. Yeah, you know, it he, doesn't matter where they fall; they're going to fall somewhere. And Pantera is a band that you can argue either way, like top or uh, top or bottom. I mean, I can see both ways. Well, they got to be top five. Well, I, I they got to be top ten. I would say in in most lists, yeah. at least. So I didn't even. Yeah, the that thing that I register. don't get though is Black Sabbath is number one. <laughs> <laughs> because like are you, if you're arguing oh come on that the greatest band of all of metal history is black sabbath you're arguing that the greatest car in auto history is the model t ford that's what you're saying and and you know like if you look at a band like metallica who's ever covered a metallica tune and did a better job than metallica nobody but who's ever covered a, a black sabbath tune and done a better job than black sabbath Everybody, but the Model T Ford not only revolutionized uh, the way that automobiles are made. They, I mean, the way what automobiles were, they also revolutionized the way that they were made. Yeah. So it's not just a matter of what they did, what it is. It's also how it was done, what it was done, and what's been done with it since then. That's the integral part of it, and that's what makes it so important. So that's why Black Sabbath would be that high on the list. Now, do I think they're number one of all time? No. I, I hands down don't and that's uh, i think they are number three i think number one has got to be iron maiden just oh, flat no. hands down iron maiden beats everybody else no out. unfortunately they, you know they're great but they, ne- they they don't have the influence on the rest of the metal world that they should. bullshit they have uh, they have every bit of influence no, on everybody my nowhere, ass nowhere near as much influence as even black sabbath are you talking bullshit man there's no that, that's that's just crazy there would not be there would not be a whole genre of metal multiples that people without have that band. abandoned that genre. <laughs> the only one still playing that genre. When I'm sitting in a theater with the, with the, with fifteen hundred people sitting watching Dream Theater, there would not be a Dream Theater without somebody like Iron Maiden. Oh, there I'm supposed to thank <laughs> Iron Maiden for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, progressive metal in general. You're okay, not, you're all right. Not doing all right. An I'm not. I'm not. I'm, this is the wrong argument. Uh, I need to, okay, I need to approach I, this a little differently. Look, look, Metallica just have to be number one. They well, really do. Slayer has to be number two. No, Iron and, Maiden is number one. The main reason why I say Iron Maiden is number one because I believe that they can outsell Metallica in the world. Absolutely. I believe that they can outsell Metallica in albums in the world. Probably. They can outdo them in artwork in the world. Yes. They can outdo. They can fucking outfly them in the world. I mean, the only thing that Metallica has on them is that they've they played on all the continents in one year they have a world record and that's it otherwise metal i mean iron maiden beats them all and i want to see metallica's got a number one 
album in all of history. Metallica were the ones that every band emulated, every band uh, talked about, every band, even before they were, when all they were doing was opening up for Ozzy Osbourne, everybody was talking about Metallica. Metallica were the genre before the Black Album even happened. This from the guy over here that talks about how your stage show needs to be this way or that way, and we need more like stage presence and stuff like that. You put Metallica and Iron Maiden side by side. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden wins every fucking Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Side by side. In an in a apples to apples comparison about like stage show, boom, they win. Why? Fucking fire. Yeah. Now, James Hetfield, afraid of fire. Right. Now, fire, afraid of fire. <laughs> fire, afraid of fire. <laughs> boom, done. Hands down. They win. But speaking of stage shows, I cannot fathom how Guar is not on that top 25 list. Well, mine, I kind of see it. it, it yeah, I kind of see that as a, as a what? Yeah. But the one that, the one that actually surprised me was, uh, I think, was Slipknot. Yeah. Because Slip- that's what we were trying to stick Slipknot in there somewhere. And, you know, I would say that they would be more, inf- well, more <sighs> top 25 of all time, I guess, uh, probably more so than Lamb of God. Yeah. And I think they'd take, at least take that 20, top 25 spot. Sold more albums, sell more tickets, yeah. sell, uh, you know, the whole thing. Stage presence, et cetera, you know, yeah. and so on. They yeah. kept the whole genre alive when there was nothing else going but on. But hey, dude, you know, when you uh, pull 100 people, that's what, this is the result you get. So, you know, yeah, like I don't know. I they're, they're, I look through the list of people that they polled. And it's so, but uh, no, there's I'm, a couple people missing <laughs> from that list that I think would have made it. Well, overall, I think the list was pretty... <laughs> was pretty spot on yeah i mean because you can't argue with like the top 25 metal man you really can't i mean what you can argue the order but for the most part it's going to be yeah that you get there it is like we said last week i just want to know what is the criteria that yeah. defines what is the greatest. Uh, you with your accountant mind, I need yes. I need to slot this in, and what my um, what my, what is my Excel formula? I want to make like? sure that my list is representing the same thing. I want to know that the list. algorithm. That's why we were not asked to put list on there. <laughs> <laughs> but but so what do you mean? Uh, do, are you talking about like the best uh, the ones that I like the most? Yeah. Or are we talking about the ones that are the best? Are right. the ones that are the most of? See that with the most influence. We, we asked too, we asked too many fucking questions. Yeah. That's that's the problem, man. And how much do I weigh? Each of that. <laughs> if we're talking about all of Are it, we talking thirty percent influential or forty percent based but, on popularity well, or because, nice asses? Yeah, Maybe it's all about nice no, asses. But I'm saying it's like if somebody said to me, "What's the greatest band of all time?" And, Pink and, Floyd and and the the well, metal right? Oh, okay. And, and it's like okay, well, well yeah, like Slayer. How is AC ACDC? That that know, I've got know, still objection ACDC. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you say. And the biggest criteria is that they were the best over a long period of time. Well, that's going to come up with a different band than they yeah, were the greatest yeah, because yeah. they made Album they had the biggest impact or, or or because Metallica best overall uh, over a longer time. Whatever. No way, no way, no way, no way. Well, they had three, maybe four great albums in a row, and that's it. Who Metallica? Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill them all through Injustice for All. Done. Yeah, everybody agrees with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, except for the people who buy albums because they buy the black album. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're still buying the black album, which is yeah, frightening, very, very frightening. Totally crazy. So, one other thing that happened this week uh, that uh, that we wanted to talk about was this: that was our our scientist, our favorite scientist that, that was out there. We now we now know for a fact that that there are smart people who like uh, uh, like death metal, and that that's a that's a good thing because uh, the guys who put the what is it the european space agency sent the rosetta uh probe into space to go land on a fucking comet right now that's that's just a feat 
took 10 years. What, they what launched it, it 10 years what ago. What did Bill Nye say? I think he said it's like hitting a bullet with another bullet. Yeah. Going at light speed or something. Like, it was like, yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Because those things impossible. are flying through space. It's so fast. Yeah. And, or, no, it's landing a bullet on another bullet that was fire. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, which is brilliant, right? Yeah. But the scientist that, that, um, is the guy that they had out there at least spokes modeling all this stuff. Uh, we found out that he was actually a cannibal corpse fan, Kick kind of in a ass. weird way, because he was getting he showed some pictures of him getting a tattoo of the lander on his leg, and he's wearing a cannibal corpse shirt. Butchered at birth, I'm a butchered add. at birth Their shirt, best album. which is kind of brilliant. Uh, like that's pretty awesome, man. So the scientist that's responsible for all this stuff, his name is Matt Taylor, Doctor Matt Taylor. Let me make sure we put that out there. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a cannibal corpse fan, and I, I gotta say he's not your typical scientist or what you would think is a scientist. Both sleeves done and all that stuff, and he's out there talking about how badass this slend this fillet uh, lander on a comet is. Wouldn't it be kick ass? How badass is that, dude? <laughs> What's the name of the new singer for Cannibal Corpse? What's his name? Uh, corpse Grinder. Yeah, Corpse Grinder. Wouldn't it be great to see the two of them having a conversation about <laughs> about like <laughs> astrophysics? That'd be <laughs> hilarious. Actually, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> wow, that'd be kind of cool. Well, it's it, it's really interesting to me, and I thought that I thought that one of the lines in the Metal Sucks article was, you know, kind of proving that that. Yeah, not not all death metal fans are dumb, or not all metal fans are dumb, kind of thing. You know, it's like, and I think that's a real misnomer. You know, something that that people get labeled with a lot, especially death metal fans, because it's real brutish. It's kind of, you know, you know, the imagery is is disgusting, and people have this idea of what that fan looks like. And there are those guys, there are Absolutely. those fans for sure. Yeah, they're the ones who make Black Sabbath number one on a greatest of all time. <laughs> but but the thing about it is, is I think that they're. The wide swath of people who are fans of heavy metal, you know, span everything. Yeah, and um, you know what was it a couple of years ago on or last year maybe when Veep they had uh, I can't remember what band they had on Veep because one of the guys that worked in the White House was a big fan of uh, of a grindcore band, you know, hmm. and those kinds of things are something that. You're like, wow, okay, you would never think this, but those people are real, you know, and you, they're professional people. Like, I've got several lawyer friends who love extreme death metal, right? and you would never put those things together. You would never guess that was something that was real, and I and I think more people need to realize, and not in our community, because I think in, our, in, in the metal circles, we kind of know that already. It's everywhere else. Right. It's nice to see this dude out there. Unfortunately... Yeah, he kind of. <laughs> Unfortunately, he came down to that stupid shirt he was wearing during yeah. the press conference, and that sucked. But other than that, I wish he would have had the damn butchered birth shirt on in the press conference, other than the than the girly shirt. That I he feel was bad because the guy spent ten years landing a bullet on a bullet, like you said. And, I know. And and the thing that he's going to like, you know, whenever he thinks back about this great accomplishment in his life, he's gonna go. Oh, uh, he's gonna have that. <laughs> you know sort of bummer to it well if you didn't realize the controversy that was happening around that part of it he when he did the press conference i mean it's kind of hard to miss he did the press conference and he had this really really stupid shirt on and i'm not saying stupid because of the the girls the pinup girls that were on it that was dumb because i mean what are you, you going to do when I got this tattooed on me right here? You know, I got this freaking tattoo with tits uh, on my on my leg I've here. I've never seen that one before. I've got a cheesecake over here on my leg. That's never going away. So <laughs> I can't do anything about that. This guy has him on his shirt, and he, he's getting vilified for it. You know, it's like, oh, damn it. Yeah. 
it was kind of a dumb choice. I think it's just an ugly ass shirt was the was more the problem. You know what I think probably happened was you know he shows up to work, he's wearing his butchered at birth t shirt, and then somebody goes, "Hey, dude, you know you got that press conference today," and he's <laughs> right, like, right. and he's like, "Oh, oh man, like, you better find a shirt with some buttons on it. <laughs> it has to have a collar, man." Yeah, and he and that was the one that just happened to be the only one lying around the office. There's the uh, the white elephant gift that he had left in the drawer from last Christmas. Yeah, whatever you know. The exactly. only thing, because uh, I don't know what guy in his right mind actually has a has a shirt. I don't know that. I mean, what guy in his right mind can land an you know a, a, an orbit right. on a, on a freaking comet while he's listening to fucking death metal? Yeah. yeah. Way I look at it, man, the guy's got a total pass. He's allowed to wear anything he wants to wear. In he's end, showing up wearing a diaper. Yeah, I'm right. Cool with it. That that was, but that was the worst thing to me was uh, was the idea that this guy was responsible or partially responsible for one of the greatest achievements of mankind of right. all time and we're gonna go hey man that church you know kind of degrading to women man yeah. it's like oh god damn it right we're trying to further the fucking cause here like like well, the cause, cause of humanity here. right yeah like of all humans of the world yeah and the fact that he has really shitty taste in in clothing i can give him a pass on that and hopefully the the rest of the world will go like yeah i think it's starting to go that way but i hope so I don't know, man. Yeah, you should. But, yeah. uh, you know, metal was, once again, not the topic. People aren't getting on his case about being a Cannibal Corpse fan. They're getting on his case about true. some scantily clad women on his shirt. That is true. People are giving him props for being a Cannibal Corpse fan. Yeah. So, you know, who would have thought that was going to be a thing? Other smart people. <laughs> right. And how. <laughs> Speaking of smart people, we need to talk to the boys from the Bad Christian Podcast, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. No, um, I, I, okay, so this is something yeah. that I indulged you in. Because, Thank you very uh, because much. Because you, you are, uh, yeah, if you, okay. If you ever meet this guy, don't ever bring up the word God. <laughs> I'm just warning you right now, people. But why? Because if you do, you at whatever show, whatever movie, whatever place you are at, uh, you're not going to see or hear anything you want to hear. Yeah. You will just hear um, all kinds of fun arguments that are coming out of this guy <laughs> for the next four or five hours. Yes, that, that's the and that's how this works. It's a it's a pet. It's a pet topic. So how did this come along? Well, I... It's a pet topic. Your name is Godless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? So, so, but how did this How did this come along? So so the idea that we that I had was, you remember like when you, you used to get like those comic books and it'd be like Justice League and Justice Society would battle all these yeah, villains yeah, together, yeah. right? And it, But like half the battle would be on the Justice League comic uh-huh. and the other half the battle would be in the Justice Society. You gotta yeah, yeah, buy yeah. both comics yeah. to see the whole battle. Yeah, they're trying to sell more magazines. So we're having this really cool conversation with bad christian it goes a little long a little long <laughs> so but it's really good i thought really good entertaining the whole time through so we're putting half of it on our show yep. and then the if you want to hear the back half you got to go check out badchristian.com and download the episode i think it's going up on thursday and uh listen to the back half of the conversation yeah we're going to leave you uh, with a cliffhanger at the end of our episode yeah yeah and yeah. our conversation we're trying to focus more as most much as we possibly can we right? focus a little bit on christianity but also uh but but also really talk about kind of Christian music and what Christian, what Christian yeah. metal looks like as far as uh, it being a scam. Right. And whether or not those things are a scam, you know, and how that relates to people buying music or making music and that kind of thing. And what that scene is like, because a lot of us, even in metal, have no idea what Christian metal looks like on a core base starter level. 
and it's kind of interesting. It really is. And this is not only from a, a podcaster's perspective. You know, these guys are are podcasters and, and broadcasters, but they're also in a band, in a Christian rock band, and they've seen a lot of this stuff. So it's really kind of interesting to get that perspective yeah, from, from the inside. Emery's got its metal moments in their early albums. Well, and, and also willing to talk about it you know, and not go, well, you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain kind of thing, you know, because right. a lot of people are just afraid of that stuff. And I think they do a good job with, you know, let, let, you know, pulling the curtain back and letting us see what's, what's going on behind some of that stuff. And, you know, so it's a fun, it's a fun discussion. And we begin it uh, right here on the Metal Sucks podcast. I'm a huge fan of your podcast, the Bad Christian Podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys also are in the band Mem- uh, Emery. Uh-huh. So this is Matt and Toby. Yep. Yeah, I've got to get your voices. Yeah, like, this is oh, Matt. Yeah, yeah. yeah this because the thing is, is like, <laughs> like I, I listen to your show all the time, and you guys are Do like, Do you really listen to it all the time? Yes. yes. Now, I didn't listen to the Flyleaf episode, but I listened to the <laughs> Devil Wars Pride episode, the Gay Guy episode. <laughs> Uh, the evolution episode, which is still one of my favorites. I mean, <laughs> it was a great conversation. You like the met, like uh, we had Jake from August Burns Red on that. Did you Just get that, one? that yesterday. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You really are a fan. I've listened to some of yours too. And I think your show's great, and we we're glad to be here. So. Awesome. Yeah, and I like how you interact with a lot of our listeners and stuff too, like through social media and stuff. I, I, it's called I, trolling. <laughs> no, no, I, I you, like you it. You can't keep I, this guy down. No, so, but that's I mean, the thing. No I, I, that's one of the biggest things for us. We just want to have some conversation, and people, you know. People just don't understand that that you can have a conversation, still be friends, or whatever it might be. You know, you, you don't have to. It's it's neat to be have a point of view and even defend that point of view, and then still walk away as like you know humans or whatever. Well, as well it's been so. hard for a lot of people to do. I oh, mean, more than anything is to have a to have a diehard opinion and be able to at least respect somebody else's opinion. On yeah, well, so this this here we're talking to is godless, and if you follow our Twitter, he spends I would say hours oh, cumulatively arguing with yeah. who he thinks is knucklehead <laughs> Christians on there, yeah. really trying to uh, essentially, like you very, very patiently walk people through why they should not believe in God and it's totally silly. Yeah. That's your idea, right? Well, for the most part, yeah. yeah. Or at least, <laughs> or what I'm trying to do is hear from somebody who gives me that one idea, and granted, I'm trying to figure out how to do it in 140 characters, yeah. right? That one idea that makes me go, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is that true? Yeah. Like yes. you're really you're really looking for you're Absolutely. saying I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this doesn't make sense to me it's logically sounds silly it's not true and if somebody could give me any evidence I'm I'm open but Absolutely. I don't see any Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's the scientific way to look at it you know you're look, you're coming at it from the that idea is that it's a scientific I, method yeah it's absence of proof mm-hmm. bring bring me proof then then I will. Or, or I'm not even looking for proof. I'm just looking for evidence. Well, what I, what I notice about you that I think is interesting is your level of patience with the people and the willingness to do that. And you don't usually escalate or get angry or you don't, you know, it's, it's really like an open-minded skepticism. Well, no video on my know. face while I'm tweeting. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, some people say some silly things to you, but some, some of them make good points. Or do you think everybody's morons over there? Oh, yeah, they're pretty moronic. <laughs> but I think, that, I think that this is the problem is just that there's this... Um, it's very, very difficult to convince anybody of, every, of anything. Sure, and yeah. this is one of the things that I really dug about what you guys are doing on your podcast. Because what you've done is you've tried to take out this idea that the holier than thou, you know, we are infallible. We know what's right. You come out and you say, nope, we're, we're, just, we're just people. 
And we're trying to figure it out. We don't understand it. And so one of the things that's most attractive to me about your fans of your show is that these are people who are probably going through exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. But what you guys go through is very similar to what any atheist, I think, goes through. No atheist, I mean, with very few exceptions, goes, I, I know, I know there is no God. I know there is not a God. Almost every atheist says it is damn well unlikely. Yeah. But at least there's that. There's still a there's possibility. There's still a possibility out there. Yeah. And so I think that that's, it's, it's almost like the same thing that you guys are, seem to be going through, but you're willing to go, you know what? We don't know what this, what really it all means. We don't know what it all, but, uh, you know, at least we, we, we got this part that we're going to hold on to. Well, the only thing we're right? trying to do is untie the notion of having uh, answers or knowing things from, from uh, behavior and credentials as individuals. Like, you, there could be somebody who knows a ton and is really good or, or, has a lot of truth or knowledge or something, but they may not be a great person. They, that doesn't ha- the 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 perfection of your morality and your image doesn't necessarily have to go along with what you have to offer entertainment, information, artistic wise. They don't have to coincide. You, you, everybody wants her to be the perfect person that's the best musician who also believes the best things and his moral behavior is perfect, just so we can look up to him. But those things may not be tied. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that are dumb and have nothing to offer, and maybe they they're a lot better. People than I am. Well, Jake from uh, August Burns Red told that really great story in the, on a recent episode of your show where he was talking about how he goes to a restaurant or he's working a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? His mother in law's yeah. restaurant or something like that. And he's got the tattoos on the knuckles, the whole thing. And there he was being judged by the Christians in his restaurant. Yeah. The, the customers. I, th- I think it's the thing of just that's what the, our whole culture has gone to. It's just gotten to, like, I mean, I remember I grew up in the South, South Carolina. And I just, I mean, my. Growing up, all I ever heard was how bad the liberals were, <laughs> and I, I didn't. <laughs> right. I, I, so I just thought, oh well, shit, stay the hell away from those people because they are ruining our country and they're doing all this stuff. And then you go, oh wait, hold on, let me. When you get to a certain spot, spot you have to go. Is that true? And that's where we're at. I think today, what's kind of neat about our culture today, I even think, is that that's where everybody's at. Is this true? Yeah. Let me at least think about it for a minute. And it's okay to just experiment and think just for a little bit because otherwise you know all you are is really just like a sheep just sheep and, and whatever it might be religion politics well, I uh, mean, anything I, I think that i think that holds true to a point but at the same time people do not like to have their beliefs challenged whatsoever i mean there there's a faction of people that are willing to have a discussion just like what you're saying is that but that I think that that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller these mm-hmm. days because you can look at the internet and see only what you want to see. You can have all of your beliefs reinforced and not right. have to actually think about a position and, and, and analyze something these days. You, you are able to live life without having to go. You can think liberals are stupid and find that on the internet and have it reinforced mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. So, I mean, at the same time, it's, we're, all, we're almost getting more isolated in some respects. That's true. But, yeah. I mean, it's, to me, that thinking, at least, is just insecurity. And so when you see uh, somebody who's Christian and they are, are violently opposing a, di- a different thought, then that just seems like any insecure person. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to me why we couldn't really – like I'm, I feel like I'm secure in my belief and in who Jesus is. So 
I can question anything. I can listen to Godless for a long time, and I'm I'm hoping he has good points because I am secure. I'm not, you know, I don't. I'm not thinking. What if if I listen to this demon, then I'm going to lose my faith or whatever. And I think the same with the politics and all that stuff. But I think you're right. Probably it is easier than ever to be isolated or backed up by information you want. And part of that has to do but with you the, know what whatever whatever you're willing to accept or you know I hate to see stupid people are just just don't bother to get more information don't bother to bring more information in and i mean that's that's across cultural lines north south doesn't matter you know like ever there are stupid people everywhere so what yeah. you say the value in somebody you would value then would be somebody who does change their mind on stuff right or has the ability to or is willing to at least you know go oh, okay maybe i'm not right about everything yeah so if you if you haven't changed your position or mind on anything then i would say you're more likely to have a lot of wrong opinions true like to 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 change your mind and have your beliefs and ideas and opinions changed is, can only be a good thing. That's the way I would look at it because you're more likely getting more and more things right. So if you're locked in and never change your, haven't changed your mind on anything in 30 years, I would say you have a more likelihood statistically of being more wrong about more things. Well, that means you probably haven't grown at all in those right, of course years not. either. Totally. That's you right. Know, no experience, yeah. no growth. Yeah, no unless nothing. you had it all right coming out of the gate. And of right. course, that's not the yep. case. Do you find that Christian music, like that scene, isn't that part of that isolation yes so how do you guys from within uh, what are you what are you doing to kind of change it well i think for us what was uh shocking i guess in the beginning was that 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 the idea of there is this christian music and there's a built-in fan base there. like when we first started emory we were able to like play all these churches youth groups and get paid well getting a nice hotel all this stuff and then we realized oh shit this is not real. They didn't know who this we were. Is a, this yeah, is a place right. where parents bring their kids and it's safe. They get to drop them off. No drugs, no alcohol. They're going to hear maybe a good word from the local pastor, you know, youth pastor or whatever. And so we were like, we can't do this. This just isn't real. We, we want our art to at least be real regardless. And, and so what, but what ends up happening is, People were scared to take us out on tour because they think we're going to preach from the pulpit or something. You know what I mean? Like in between the songs or whatever. That like there were tons of bands that were, like because we we had record sales, we had you know numbers at clubs and all that stuff. But people were scared, so it does put you in somewhat of a box for sure. Which we try to fight against that, but at the same time, signing a tooth and nail uh, and the fact that we are Christians, how do you get out of it? You know what I mean? Like it's just. It's just really hard. Same way, like I mean, they're not going to invite you to a Christian conference next week, even if even if you were talking about you know some kind of software or so. You know what I mean? That is yeah. not going to you. You know, yeah, it's it is isolated, like you say. Like it, it it is better than it's ever been. The last ten years have been amazing for the fact that there's bands like us and Under Oath and stuff who the toured with. You know, it's just way more wide open. Christian music used to be this totally isolated thing that nobody would touch and nobody would break out of or into, and it was totally it fake. Sucked. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, just awful. And yeah. now it's still, I mean, it still is that way to a lot of degree, but that's driven by market pressure. You have to understand it's not all driven by the in- industry, the bands trying to be, pro- the band, all Christian bands like every other band too and wish they could tour with them, but they just can't because the market pressure makes you behave a certain way for the fan base, for the, because you can't mess it up your Christian image. And so you have to pretend to be a certain way, and then, therefore, you're excluded from the mainstream. But that's a, a, really a market force that causes that. Right. It's it's about, well... Uh, it's, it's not really it's the so, beliefs, even, that cause to, it. It really is a market right. pressure. Yeah, it's 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 an ironic thing that, like, well, you know, we're, we're a metal show, so we're focused on 
the metal stuff and so therefore mm-hmm. you know i disdain deliverance and you know vengeance rising i love that first album but i hate it you know what i mean that sort of stuff you know it's, it's there's there's very few and now nowadays you got who under oath and and no there's actually plenty yeah but ah oh, but there didn't oh. used to be like like we we went on a tour one time or we were trying to go on a tour with from autumn to ashes in like 2005 uh-huh. and it was they said well they want they're not going to take you because they're afraid of what you'll say on stage, and they just don't want anything to do with that or be a part of that. Yeah. And so uh, I think we had the same agent at the time, and she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. They're, these guys are normal. It'll be fine. They don't. And they said, okay, you can come on tour, but no matter what, you cannot talk about God on stage no matter what. You just right. can't do it. Like and it was this big deal. We're like, wait, is that is this wrong? Is this wrong? Are we being? Are we being? <laughs> this is great. I love to hear this. this is fantastic. Like, are, are we being? Are we selling out our faith? Like, because it's not like we planned on talking about God or what anyway. But it right. almost felt like, wait a minute, does that mean that we're agreeing to deny Jesus to go do this? Uh-huh. But and it, it was like, no, this is stupid. And then we went and we said, of course we'll go do this. I mean, they're they're in charge. They're asking us to go on tour. We'll follow the rules. And then it was super fun, and we had a great time with them. And then as soon as we met them and hung out, it wasn't. No, whatever we would have done would have been fine. Like yeah. it was c- completely normal. It just or they least, were worried about us, and we were worried about them. It was fine. Yeah, or at least they're gonna tell you that. Oh, I'm sure it would have been fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I mean, it was, it, it was fine. I, I mean, I think people get confused because you have a microphone. They think, oh, well, this is epic, and this guy has a voice, and he's going to say this and do this, and it's going to be so influential and all, on both sides. Like Christians want us to say more about God, and other non-Christians want us to say less about God, whatever. But I mean, at the same time, it's like this is our job. So, I like the same way as a plumber. If a plumber comes to my house, I do not want him sharing the gospel with me to get me saved. I want him to fix that toilet quickly. You know, that that's the job. That's what I'm paying for. And that's what we think too. Like when we play shows and stuff, like we really do believe people are there. They they paid really hard on money to money to get that C D and then even are supporting us now at a show, we want to put on a great show like that, that you know what i mean we we're, i don't want to try to convince them of their eternal standing in you know in in all of history or whatever in eternity but i we want to that's that song walls we need to play that because man that you guys are why we're here yeah we want the music to be like you know just supply so it's not a sellout good it's not a sellout to not stuff. do that stuff because what i mean what it same the same way as any job you take there's things you can't do you know you can't always wear the clothes you want to wear or this this and this is you know this is a job and you take it seriously and, and honestly i think we feel like we're honoring God in that anyway. Yeah. And for, for Mom and Dash's was really fun. They oh, were yeah. Cool. They were they're very yeah. opposite us. I mean, yeah. they were all about drugs and partying and stuff. And I mean, we like to drink and hang out and party, honestly. But they were, they were uh, you know, their whole, all their bragging was about how much drugs they could right. do and stuff yeah. like that. And it was, but it was totally fun. Like, mm-hmm. it was a good, really good experience. And we went and did the same run with them the following year, too. So, yeah. you know, they were, it was great. There's a certain amount of irony, I find. With the idea, like, like you guys are like, hey, we, we needed as a, as musicians, we wanted to get paid. We could get paid. Go for the churches. That's where the money's yeah. at. Yeah, that's what There's we started t- to do. Totally ironic from the history of of Christianity, which was all about the poor and mm-hmm. yeah. these, you know how do we try to topple the rich Roman you know aristocracy, and now it's flipped. And I feel like, you know, especially when you take like the um, the 20th century version of Christianity, which is Jesus is blessing you with great wealth, you know, yeah. which is so not, yeah, not what's written in the book, but it sort of extends to the music. If, if I were a musician, God damn it, I'd be a Christian musician. <laughs> <laughs>
That's what, that's what I always don't understand about atheists. I mean, if you get well, why, it, yeah, you why would do. you not like all? I mean, that's what like L. Ron Hubbard or whatever they said that he just created a religion. Where yeah. that's what I would do if I was an atheist. The number one thing I would do would become a pastor. Yeah, because I just keep yeah, it in mind. I'd be absolutely. like, shit. I don't, I don't. You know, hell yeah. Why I'm hasn't m- that happened? We always joke about that. And you hear a lot of people in Christian music say, "Man, I want to just put together a band that's not Christian, fake it, fake it, fake it, and then win an award and get on stage and say this is all bullshit." <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's the dream. It's like everybody hell would love yeah. it if somebody did that. How has nobody done that? Well, I Why think hasn't so, a non-Christian just totally infiltrated and then just said, you know, screw everybody and just, you because know. Because I think humans are smart mammals <laughs> and we all get it. When, when we hear something that's not genuine, yeah. I think people reject it. You think you you couldn't fake your way through it, for instance? Oh, I think uh, I could, but I think <laughs> no, I, I'm not I'm barely human. <laughs> but I think I think ultimately, when you when you get into a situation like that, just like what you were saying, is like you realize that the people that are in there doing it and that 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 are part of it for real, they they're part of it for real. They're yeah. real people. Yeah. They're they're not. It's not just like uh, these Christians over there. It's not this idea. It's it's people. It's it's you and me. It's a People just sitting and doing doing what they love to do, playing music, playing uh, yeah. playing shows, and you don't want to disrespect that because that's what you want to do too. So, I mean, I don't think anybody. I, I think you'd have to be a real awful a real person to even want to, to do to that. Even, well, I mean, not to want to do it. I can, I can, I can, I can see the, you know, I can see the the glow in his eyes. You know, just <laughs> wanting to do it. But, yeah. But at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, I, you get there. Even if you started down that road. You start to, it's going to change you because I think, I think no matter what, you're going to meet some decent people. Yeah. There's, there's a really, yeah, you're right. There's a really yeah. great lyric, uh, band, non metal band, but called Quiet Company. And they got this, uh, brilliant album called We Are All Where We Belong. And he's got this lyric where he says, for the right, four right chords, I would play along. And I think that seems to be true probably with a lot of the musicians. Probably what I'm hearing nowadays in the, in the Christian music scene. I mean, you guys heard it from the Devil Wears Prada when you interviewed Mike, and we heard it from Nick Hippo when we talked to him about Woven War. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, we just played because it was a payday, but we didn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Well, or, so that was Woven War saying, what, I didn't catch that interview, but yeah. what was their, what was their, they saying about being Christian? They just w- never well, were? It was all fake? Well, or the idea was that fake? they sort of started out that way. Uh-huh. Then, and as they grew, as they became older, they did what, what a lot of people do is they grow, they change, they find different values, and they come to a different, a different conclusion with the information that, that's in front of them and what they're given. So they've drifted away from it. But having been known as a Christian band, being able to roll that back is really dangerous because then if you come come out and do what say Tim did, Lambesis did, where he throws it back, then you get the backlash. Yeah. So then you lose all these people that just loved you because you were a Christian band and you are ostracized from that from that group as far as that is concerned. So, so I think the reason why is it's it's too easy to honestly you can be a shitty band and make money. And if you like, I'm not saying that they were shitty, but I'm just saying there's it, it, like, oh, like for us, we were no names, nothing. And we were getting shows and tours and making money and making a living. So it's so easy in the Christian market. If you put Christian before rock or Christian before the word punk and you show up the church, there's going to be literally lots of times there's four or 500 kids and they all paid $20 each to get the band in. And, and well, it's so the, it's the South so your music faith, doesn't have to be that good. One thing. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. yeah. But your music doesn't have to be that good. So, so, so that's what sucks is so a, a band a band like them starts and everybody they're oh this is kind of good and they're Christian whoa let's support them, let's support them, let's support them. And then 
five years down the road, they're like, well, I've kind of changed some of my thoughts. Who do you talk to about it? There's nobody. You cannot get that out yeah. because then the money dries up. And you're like, well, what do I do for a yeah, living? Not only now? the money, you actually get hate. Oh, like, yeah. You get, yeah. Totally. I mean, it's like nobody, that's just uncomfortable to get, yeah. you know, whatever it may be when you're somewhere and people tear you down. Like, you can get used to it as a person in the public eye, but it's it's not you don't like it it's never going to be to be a good thing but so with woven war that shane is the singer of woven war right the new singer yeah, yeah. we talked yeah. to uh nick hippa the guitarist yeah, yeah shane uh blay so shane yeah. was from oh sleeper and yes. so we've toured with them and know them and really we know good them. we, know we stayed well. at shane's house like two years ago um one on on tour and stuff and so shane was always in that band and they were a christian band but he never was christian so he just like he wasn't a christian that became not one he just Never gave a shit about it at all and just thought it was funny that he was in a band. Like, he didn't care. He had no <laughs> conscience about it. He thought it was funny that people think he's Christian. He, he Anytime yeah. so him, you say, you're crazy. I'm not Christian. I don't believe in this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so that's funny that now he has landed in Woven War from, from where they are, too. So now they get to start Woven War is the idea. Yeah. They can just be totally open about what they don't believe or I whatever received, it is, right? I received a guaranteed promise that there is zero Jesus on the new Woven War album. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there sounds like a few. There are a few instances where you're like, hmm. Yeah, it makes me go, hmm. oh. Yeah, yeah, but I what's know. sad is probably if they said there is Jesus on this record, it could potentially be bigger. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? They might, that, isn't that crazy that you can monetize that? And that's the, like, oh, if we say this, then, it, you know, and that means something. To somebody's wallet, <laughs> you know. Oh, they said this. Which I mean, I guess maybe you could say that's the same way with the. It doesn't work that way with other causes though, like a vegetarian, a vegan band, or a straight edge band. It just doesn't work the same way no. to sell that belief system. But for some reason in Christianity, like going back to your uh, uh, point a while ago, though, I think you're you're right. That prosperity gospel, or whatever. I think Christians really bought into. Uh, the American dream. I think we all did, and it's bullshit. The American dream is really a lie. It says if you work hard, you'll get yours, and that the getting that stuff it means you made it and you're you're happy now. And the Christians think that the same way too. You work hard, you get your. You know, I'm not going to share my boat with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make sure I give all oh, that. Man, look at that sad story that that missionary told. I'll give there, but I got to have this and this and this because this is mine, and I worked hard to do it. And and working hard you is a, is it, a, you is it is a gift. Yours. You know, that God gave us. And it's just we all bought into. It. I think Christians and non-Christians bought into it but that you're right I mean prosperity for sure is just like where in the world did that come from Mm -hmm. like that you're right that doesn't make any sense get yours it comes from a long long history in Christianity of brilliant marketing brilliant marketing because you know in the beginning all the other pagan religions were like hey if you want to join us you gotta cut your dick (laughs) Christianity is like you know what no no it's cool it's cool and you know chicks we got chicks in in here too you know (laughs) chicks are cool with us too you're not as bad as we've been saying for the last you know thousand years now it's kind of you know so uh that I think you know is brilliant marketing, and and they were who was well, it? The, I would think that the brilliant part about Christian marketing that, that disturbs me on the other side of that one is not the promise of what you get, but it's just the fear and control based stuff, like scare people into thinking they need a shepherd or a leader that's supposed to be responsible for them instead of taking responsibility for yourself. Which I really think the central one of the central messages of of the Bible is, and Jesus is that you have we have access we believe to. Jesus and the Holy Spirit himself, and we have the Word of God. So the man-made structures and institutions um, are, are, are weird. It's weird that you need to go through this, to go through this, to go through the priest, to get this, to have. It's been through the whole history of the church as well. You have to go to the priest to get the word even read to you. We're going to mm-hmm. control it. And you'll get, the, the penalty is you go to hell if you don't do it right. And then so all the, just the same as the government 
people criticize them for controlling with fear. Like, we got to protect from the terrorist or the devil in Christianity. It's the same thing. It scares people into thinking they need somebody better than them. A one human who's 10% smarter and 15% more moral than them, is that's who you got to look to? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think is a big mistake about it. But I think that what you guys are doing with your podcast is just a, a new twist on that. You know, you you you're, you got to be seeing the fact that more and more people like myself who used to be Christians are being exposed to information. There's uh-huh. the advances in science and technology are at a just so much more rapid pace now than ever before. So so many new questions come up that there before there never were answers. So it was very very easy to put God into those gaps. But yep. now you're able to go, oh, whoa, 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 we don't know everything. Some of the stuff, yeah, it does give us questions, but, you know, it's it's cool. Uh, you know, check it out anyway. That sort of like seems like the, this new twist instead of saying, nope, Jesus is the answer. Now you're like, well, Jesus is the answer. We're just not sure exactly what all the questions are. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can make up a lie if you want me to, but I don't know what I'm no, talking about. No, but it just feels like that's like that. that it's a great new marketing twist. I mean, you guys, you guys are doing an awesome job of remarketing Christianity. So you see it just as another brilliant twist on marketing. I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think that you necessarily yeah. are doing it on purpose. Or <laughs> are we? But it, but it's, it's obviously effective. Yeah, I, I agree that it's working, whatever it is that we're yeah. doing, the, the the response that we're getting. But it's just, I think it's just because, well, yeah, I, I could see what you're saying, it being a marketing thing, because basically we, I feel like all of Christianity, as far as its efforts, are marketed toward the big giant mass. Like the the lowest common denominator, the most general, and that's what everybody in Christianity is fighting for: is the biggest piece of the pie, the lowest common denominator, everything, the most vague, general is the safest, and you get the most. But with in this day and age, with all the different niches and and the ability to communicate with everybody, even a small fringe nut job Christians like us, there's there's millions of us, and there's nobody else doing what we're doing, so it's mm-hmm. a, it is easier. There's no really no competition in a lot of ways for what we're doing not that we're trying to compete all we're trying to do is i would say authentically be who we are and make sure we don't develop a fake persona that's my main goal is to communicate without being fake but incidentally there's not no competition (laughs) because nobody's out there trying to do the same thing everybody else is trying to you know do something a little different and i think that a lot of people are you know you have questions Got everybody's got questions, they, yeah. and if you yeah. don't, you should. You should. I agree. Yeah, and so like before, it was very easy for religion to go. You got questions, and we've well, got the answers. Common denominator, like you're talking about, is the one that the one that needs the answers. The, you know, they want the they want the answers, and they want it now. Yeah. They want to turn on a TV yeah. program on Sunday morning, and, and they want to know answer. what the answer is. Yeah. They want to show. They yeah. want to show up on Sunday. When they want to show up on Wednesday night, they want to know. They want to have their have their answer packaged for them and put together and that way they don't have to actually analyze it or think about it and it's and it's here and i think that's that's the market the the core audience that that those people are marketing to you know and it's a whole different animal when you're talking about because there's so many other people that are just where you guys are where where we are you know it's like i i, I don't know what well, <laughs> so sure. godless you said you were a christian before what about you were you christian uh, i at any grew point? up catholic grew up catholic yeah well, what what happened to y'all when did Recovery. y'all fall off the wagon <laughs> you know i can tell you the moment this is all right so i'm part of this assembly of god youth group right uh-huh. because i had rebelled against my party animal parents by going assembly of god after being raised catholic and I'm in the front row of this youth group meeting in this huge gym. They've got the smoke machines, the lasers. They've got three screens. And all the lights come down, and they start 
oh, you know, the fire and blah, 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 all this is going on. And then they start throwing these images up of like all this stuff that I guess is supposed to be evil, right? You know, like Anton LaVey and, you know, this <laughs> and, and that. And then they put a picture of Angus Young and I don't know why. But I thought that this was the transition slide because what stuff that's good. Because yeah. <laughs> I stood up, yeah. threw my fist Woo! up in the air, and went yeah, and looked around the room and went, oh, oh you're oh, on the highway. Uh, 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 sorry. <laughs> and that was the moment that I knew I didn't belong. Now it took a while. It took years and years and years and years and years and years of work and years of thinking and years of reading and considering and trying all sorts of other things. But eventually I got to the point where I was like, it just doesn't seem likely. It just doesn't seem yeah. likely. But that was the kickoff. That there. was the thing that set it off. Yeah. Well, ACDC gets a bad rap. So, yeah, what, really you know, what, what, what did you hear ACDC stood for in our fear? Ba- was, in our fear when, base when I was growing up, it was culture. after Christ Devil comes. That's what yeah. I heard it was for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was Antichrist Devil Child, is yeah, what people told what me you heard. That it was. Yeah. Which but is I'll, hilarious after all these years because yesterday we actually played a drinking game to Thunderstruck. Have you ever yeah. done that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic crime. They play this game well, where yeah, people yeah, like you drink until he says Thunderstruck again. And then there's these long gaps where he doesn't. So, somebody gets stuck all the time. So, everybody takes Everybody has beer there. And so they start the song as, you know, you have to chug your beer until it says thunder again. So it's uh-huh. thunder and you're holding your beer up. Thunder, you know, he keeps going, and at some point he'll get to a verse or a guitar solo, and one person stuck. It's pure hail for that person. Yeah. Nice. That is so that awesome. was what us and classic crime, the Christian bands, yeah. were doing yesterday on our bus. Yeah, that, that same thing happened to me, man. I remember uh, a friend of ours at church. I, I, I don't remember how old I was. I know I was in middle school. Uh, got me slippery when wet tape, and I put it in, and my brother got uh, appetite for destruction. And I'd never heard music like that before. My pa- my dad liked, you know, he liked uh, some really cool music like Queen and stuff like that. But he only listened to it if it was on the radio in the car. We didn't yeah, listen to music. Yeah, because a gay guy. He can yeah, give yeah, you money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we didn't listen to music and all that stuff. Uh, it really in the house or anything like that. And I just remember going, whoa, this is awesome. And, and I didn't even turn it up loud because I was like, my parents, this can't be right. It must not have known. And sure enough, about a week later, my mom sat me down. I was like, listen, we're going to have to get rid of that. I know it's a gift. But we just can't be listening to that. You Who know? gave it to you? A friend at church, actually. A girl got it for my birthday and gave me, or it was like Christmas, gave my brother what and was I that, both. 1990? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. No, it was earlier than that. Yeah. It's like late, late 80s, I think. Yeah. yeah I was going to say 88, 89. It's right. If it's appetite yeah. for destruction, that's Yeah. It was probably not, yeah. 89, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. But then at the same time, like, uh, I, I grew up super, uh, like, charismatic, extremely conservative, like, no jewelry. My parents didn't swap jewelry. We had, Like, we went to go see a movie. It was wrong to go see a movie. We had to drive across town. My parents drive. My dad was a pastor's kid. And uh, drive across town. So that, that same, that pressure I got for me was everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. And eventually I was just like, no, it's not, man. I mean, look at the cool people at school. They, they're doing the wrong stuff, and they're cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm, I'm here alone. So why not do that? At least I'll have some community, you know, or something. Yeah, but so was, you, are you willing to, at that? that's what I don't understand, is at that point, you're saying you're willing to, based on what you've been taught, go to hell just to go hang out with people and watch movies and smoke? 
Like, why would you have been like? So you that, must that's not really believe. interesting. You uh, must not believe that you would. Well, go by the to, time I got to high school, I, I promise I used to almost be OCD. I've talked about this before, but like I was so scared about going to hell because every sermon was about hell. You know, it, was, it would read. A, I couldn't believe. I thought every verse in the Bible was about hell. It was always related to hell. And I remember just going, God, please, please forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. It's like this OCD thing. It's almost like I was a chant, you know, a mantra or something. I'd say, Lord, God, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean. Even if it was the simplest thing, you know, a middle school kid or whatever it might be. And then, uh, so at some point, I was like, "Man, there's no chance I can't go to hell, so I might as well just go there." <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I can't like you do couldn't this. avoid it. So, and so then there was like a little bit of a release. Now, I didn't go atheist. I actually could not escape the idea of needing a, a, a savior better than me. Like, I just think my brain always wants the best for me, and the way the things I want to do is always me, me, me. And so that's what I think ends up in Christianity in general. Our God ends up looking more like us than God. That's what's scary. So I, my God can look like me a lot. And then I go, Oh yeah, I need something. I need something outside of me to help me with this. I really do. I, I, I this, like, like you guys said that there is this thing called truth or something that we all say, yeah, we got to do. I couldn't fake it. I can't fake it or something like that. So that for me, I went that way. I was like, yeah, I just, there, there has to be something better than, than when I'm by myself where I can go. There's just, it's a scary mind. thing to think that inside our own skull, we are absolutely alone. Oh, that's yeah. the scariest thing in the world, and 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 it's almost as scary as that idea that I'm going to die, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be nothing. Yeah, and it's it, so hard to contemplate that idea. Do you think like who is the 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 writers and thinkers that that say to embrace that? Is that Bertrand Russell and stuff? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he says you know. have to embrace yeah. that. Yeah, I was going to say, but why is that scary? I mean, I don't. I well because I mean, because it's unknown, and because well, it's. But I mean, it, it may be unknown. But I mean, what do most people worry about about? when they die not continuing on like that's never been a thought for me like i've never really i'm not, I'm not, not worried not about whether existing. i go on go on somewhere else whether i'm going to the ground and and whatever I'm, like that's never been a concern of mine mm-hmm. more than anything my concern has always been it's like well i hope people remember me to think of me kindly when now, i that go. one doesn't matter that one i don't understand because yeah. <laughs> i because I, I i mean well you got it easy now you got albums and podcasts especially you know recently i've had a couple of friends that have that have passed away in the last couple of weeks and you know they weighed heavy on my mind for the for the last couple of weeks and it's not about it, it it's not a it, it's because they're gone but it's also you know i'm i want to make sure that their legacy kind of lives on as well you know because musicians or uh, Corey from House yeah. Corey, you know, I want to make sure their legacy lives on because that's 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 kind of important. And but I it's think important that, to you, it's not important to them. No, no, I mean not now. Yeah, but I mean, would it have been? You know, would it? Well, I don't I, know. I think it probably. Would I have mean, been. I, I don't mean to challenge you on that, but I don't. Wh- why does it matter what you think of? I mean, it, what do they get out of it? They're they're gone. But so I, I who think cares about all the history that I've studied over the years and all the people that are gone and all the people that are dead and all the things that can be learned from what you have done and the path that you have tread. I want somebody to be able to learn something from where I've been and what, and what the shoes that I've but, walked But in. you want the credit for it? Like they just need to be under their name, this was learned? Or is it yeah, fine you know, if it just was learned collectively? Well, credit never hurts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know <laughs> byline every once in a while. It's you certainly know, part I mean, of human nature. Yeah, you know, pretty, you know. It's, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's part of our <laughs> ego. Get a laugh out of that. It's, you know? well, it's very part clearly of part of human nature. Yeah. Just in, from simple gravestones yeah. to everything yeah. about legacy and name, your name living on, like, I mean, to to me, in one sense, I don't see why that would matter at all because you don't get anything out of it. You but don't it seems it. to be like if, really. If you important. disappear, then you don't. You didn't get to enjoy any of that. But that's yeah. also you sort of the point. Your, you should have named your daughter Chuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but that's also sort of the point too. Is that you don't get anything out of that. Yeah. 
that's one of the most altruistic things you could do is I'm doing this and I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be dead. But, it's but not why can't we just anything. say no, none of it matters at all? And like Carl Sagan's pale blue dot, I mean, who cares? Where, who just what does it even matter? Blow up the whole world or not? I'm not, you know, I'm just saying like, if that's the case, then this should be all about getting yours in this time is just whatever amount of enjoyment well, you can get that, out of life. I think that's where you're wrong. Because I think that this idea, and that's part of like what I find most offensive about most Christians today, right? So when I have somebody who comes to my house, I feed them dinner, have a nice time, and they're talking about, oh, so-and-so, he's so great. Uh, yeah, I see him at church all the time, blah, blah, blah. And that is the criteria for somebody being a nice person yeah. or being a good person is, oh, they go to church. Or, you know, the plumber, like you brought up the plumber earlier, he's got the Jesus fish on the side of the van. So right. that way, you know, he's not going to screw you. And right. usually, you know what, he's going to screw you just yeah. as hard as yeah. anybody else will. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I guess that's the part that I find offensive. And, and, and to kind of draw it back to the music, too, it's sort of like this idea that, that um, you know, I have had this argument before about Christian metal. I don't think is a genre. I don't think it exists. I think that either you are against everything and, and standing for something that is you and, and is moral, but it's moral because it, it makes sense and it's true. Or you stand for the infrastructure, the system you stand for something that everybody else in metal is fighting against. And that, that, to me is uh, you know wait so metal is about being against it's it's about independence yeah it's about truth it's about uh uh you know those people who are somewhat uh rejected by the mainstream what's the difference in metal and punk then in that well, sense? probably same thing same i think thing. metal came out yeah. of punk so yeah. i think a lot of that ethos is similar so it's so christian metal then is what not doesn't I mean exists in, by somebody's definition? You're saying it's pro-establishment, so yeah. therefore it's disqualified from being metal, metal sonically. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. So, <laughs> so, so a Christian, a self-proclaimed Christian metal band is you. You can't be Christian and metal. They can be, they can be a Christian band, but yeah. it can't be a Christian metal band. So the so the metal for you carries that. Because I think that the metal at that point is the marketing tool. You're trying to get to an audience that otherwise would be listening to the genre, but they won't. But we're going to try to imitate it as much Mom as we possibly the can. CD, so I have to listen to this. Mm, yes. right. It's close enough, so it's okay. It's that, so yeah, what about those bands that, right, that maybe right? you do think are good? Well, I don't know if you think, you know, who are the old school metal bands? The Like Disciple or something. Like, is that just crap? Yeah, it's crap. But what about Under Oath? You, don't, you think that's no, crap? crap. I, I actually like Under Oath. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not into it. So, so August I've, Burns Red? No. Really? Yeah. No, I stood in the back while they played, waiting for Kojira to start. And you think if you didn't know what they were about, then it would still be crap? Or uh, so like, that's you can't question. judge it sonically? When Woven War put out their new album, hey, that hey, song, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that song is so good. But I'm not going to say anything to anybody <laughs> because I need to find out if he's singing about Jesus or not. Because <laughs> if he's singing about Jesus, then I'm crushed. You know, it's compl- I know it's fucked up, right? But that's the truth. And I, I trace the story back to to uh, Striper's always there Striper, for you. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, more. always there for you. I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta play this song for that girl. 
I'm going to tell her I'm always there for you. It's not for the girl. But it's not for the girl. Ah! <laughs> I felt so betrayed. Well, at the moment I didn't, that's, but later cool. on I felt betrayed about it. But is it okay to be a Christian in a metal band? Ooh, yeah, I think so. As long I mean, as, as, a, as a person, like to have the, to hold those beliefs. Because you care about the lyrics and what it's about, and it, mean, it means something. So what about a band that you thought was good if it wasn't called metal, though? Like, for instance, Emory's not a metal band. Right. Yeah. So you you're allowed to like us or no, not? No, I'm not. Okay. Allowed. No. <laughs> uh, but but like, uh, uh, well, here's another uh, uh, Smoking Popes. Uh huh. Chicago punk band. First couple albums, totally great. Singing about a girl, whole thing. And then the dude found Jesus, and it's been downhill ever since. It totally yep. blows. Well, same thing happened with Stephen Baldwin's acting career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made some good stuff. Biodome yeah. and Fled. It, and it feels so Usual random, suspects right? and now he's a clown. You yeah. would think that Jesus, if he had any involvement whatsoever in this world, would be totally hooking these people up. <laughs> You're but right. he's not. <laughs> it, it ruins it. Well, yeah. It, yeah. Well, they're just selling it then too or something. It just becomes too, yeah. You're right. It, it becomes a copy of a copy. That, that I think going back to what Matt was talking about earlier, just that idea of, I think the christian the market for christian music is just behind so they're still like three years back so they somehow stumble upon something and then it's just a copy and it's a copy of a copy of a copy and it just gets worse and worse and worse but the christian market doesn't know because they don't listen to other stuff anyway so they think well this is pretty good yeah, they don't even know any better but it's yeah. just it's just a numbers game it's enough people and there's the, the money's there and the outside influence is not there nobody knows so there is i mean any market Gap is going to get filled, yeah. and that's just that's, it's a vacuum, and it and just does. Absolutely, it's yeah. funny though. Like you, you saying that though is exactly what Christians think about atheists. Though, like I just can't, I don't care. No, I, he would like if the, the atheist yeah. plumber, if he had, you know, yeah. he, the you know no, the, the, the no turning into atheist. a human, where they would never do that. And and it's because you're taught. Like I, it was so funny. We had a really cool atheist uh, guy on our podcast. I don't know if you saw that yeah, or yeah, that one or not. Uh, what well, uh, Herb Herb Silverman? Man, he was so cool. Oh man. He's like a guy I would love to hang, just hang out with. He just seems really cool. But uh, he he does uh, uh, reviews of Christian movies. It's so awesome. He did a review of God is Not Dead. Uh, I don't know if y'all hey, saw that or not. I got but a text every, from my cousin that told me that. Every atheist so. in that movie is the worst. Per- I mean, no atheist would like these atheists. I mean, yeah. it's just the worst human possible. They just cast him as some yeah, horrible I mean, every person. A- it's hilarious. And there's... And you know who the atheists are by their bad attitudes. How they yes, don't—they they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they come out to the woodwork. They're looking for you. Like one of the atheists in the movie, yeah. literally, his girlfriend shows up and goes, "Hey, listen, um, I I have cancer. It's really serious." He's like, "Couldn't you have waited till after dinner? Yeah, I got yeah. a job promotion." <laughs> You're like, "I mean, it's not like you guys can go. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Man. Atheism rocks." It's just like this is a terrible person. But that's what Christians are led to believe that that same idea because your whole the whole atheism thing is wrapped up in the same thing you can't listen to it because i that what they believe in i just can't do it so i think it's, it's similar that same thing kind of yeah, but yeah it, but i think i think with the my the difference that i think is with like with like christian metal right is i'm willing to give anything a try because if somebody is going to uh uh tr- do something that's outside the box that makes me go oh wait a minute this is something new this is cool you know it's something like what Cavellertack do or Duff Heaven do or somebody who's moving the music forward I'm, I want to hear it I want to try it and I want to but I'm yet to hear anything in Christian metal that is somebody going we're doing something that pushes the envelope it's always always a copy of something else mm-hmm. that already exists and somebody's doing it better and I think it's market forces involved in that too why would you try to push the envelope on anything when you yeah. can just do the same thing and it works. 
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today. Now we all bow with the major Grinder called Relic of My Youth on the Metal Sucks podcast. I'm uh, I'm, I'm sort of digging that uh, new EP, man. It's Schizophrenic Jubilee is the name of the uh, new EP, which try to write down Schizophrenic a couple of times like that. That that has been boggling my mind as I play them on my other terrestrial <laughs> radio show. I'm like, Schizophrenic. So, oh, damn it, I'm terrible at spelling, man. If it wasn't for the squiggly red line, I'd be I'd be fucked. So yeah, but Tooth Grinder, you know, good stuff right there, man. Yeah. Digging it. And what was the tune you played before that? Uh, Psychroptic was yeah. the uh, was the other one. Some, was, yeah, some good. new stuff there. 
I like what they're doing, man. They, this is, uh, is their second album. Well, their new record isn't going to be coming out till like next year sometime. This song is like to benefit, you know, like a charity for uh, to save Tasmanian devils or some some weird like that. But bravo to them putting a single out. I like that. You got to love it when new bands are popping up and they're doing some really interesting, really cool stuff. Ah, look at you with the segue and stuff, man. We got a <laughs> speak pipe called the only people so far that have been able to manage the speak pipe. No, actually there've been quite a few calls that we've got, but our fellow podcasters, let's, uh, let's take a call from George. Hey guys, this is George from metal disciple.com and the Metalheads podcast. I was wondering what's your favorite obscure metal band that most people don't know about that you love to tell people they should hear. For example, mine is the band Woods of Ypres. I'm always telling people they should check that band out. All right, thanks. Keep rocking the pods. So that's how you say that band's name? I, I had no idea. No idea. I always said Woods of Repress or... Uh, I was Ypres. Uh, I thought the Y was silent or something. I, I didn't know how that was done. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's a dead dude. Yeah. yeah. Another dead dude. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. I think it was car accident. Uh, right? That's what yeah. I recall. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Like two okay. or three albums. Good band. Good band. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things where I have, once they're dead, I have a real hard time sort of revisiting. There's so much stuff that's new and awesome that's popping up that makes me tough to, I don't know. There's a few but things. I think that's that, over. I think that's over history though. Like if yeah. you, if you're a band that you always go back to that you are. That, that you push people or you tell people that they need to check out or whatever. You yeah, know? They, that, that, that's certainly true. And so, I mean, I think about bands that, that I've done that with over the years, and now most of them, they aren't, they, they, nobody knew who the fuck they were, but now everybody knows who they are. Right. You know, and that, and that's, I'm like, damn, because I, I was trying to think of bands that were like that for me, and I don't have anybody that I hold on to. Like, Sleep was one of those bands for me that I thought nobody had any clue. Then High on Fire comes along, Matt Pike kind of, turns it turns into something else and boom you know there they go acid bath was another one of those that i thought was kind of that way and goat whore and sammy dewey you know they kept going on and dax riggs got bigger and you know so the, the another cayuse you know and there yeah. were queens of the stone age coming out of cayuse and you know nobody knew who those, those guys were kailasa uh w- wait what about kailasa yeah you're really big into them too and everybody talks about them yeah but i so i mean it's it's sort of weird that well i mean even bands you're that don't at, exist anymore you're you know? good at picking them Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You know, because I always talked about Cynic forever, and, and they, I think that people are totally in the yeah, know now. Everybody knows. So, yeah, it's it's one of those, I think they just keep coming around to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then then also, my, my other thing is I listen to so, so much new music that it seems to recycle, and nobody knows who the fuck I'm talking about anyway all the time. Because I'm like, oh, well, this fucking tooth grinder, dude. You got to check out this fucking tooth grinder. This is me. Who the fuck is tooth grinder? Tooth grinder, tooth grinder, tooth grinder. Black Crown Initiate. Oh, you got to check out Black Crown Initiate. You know, and then next year, it'll be somebody else. I think you're a tastemaker, yeah. and you don't even know it. I think I'm you're inside really. your own bubble. You don't realize that people take your opinion seriously, and it, it becomes a, a trend scene-wide. I don't think they do. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think, I don't think because you've never gotten behind a band that didn't take off. I think all bands should be looking to get your, you know, either that or I'm just smart or like I know, I know what's going to take nah, off. Like I, I, I feel it. Like nah. It's in my bones. I mean, how could you l- l- not listen to sleep and go? Something is going to fucking happen with this shit. I, I've, I've owned that album since it came out and so. I listened to it and I went, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, dude. Yeah. I, I've loved them forever. And how could you not? know that something was going to come out of that you know how can you not know that caius like something was going to come out of that you know i didn't know it was going to be the guitar player yeah but something was going to happen with that that was going to be big you know and, and i think that's 
but that wasn't what was important to me. It was just what I loved. And a lot of people right. had no idea that it was going on. It's like, you, you, oh, you like to listen to COC? Check out this Caius band, you know? Right. You know, and a lot of people were just had no clue. Yeah. Did, uh, how about you? Did you have any like that? that For you, me, the the biggest thing, like one of the, it's right. still. Like, Anacrusis. We, we, we talked, about, we talked love, about them. I love my Anacrusis. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- probably like top three favorite bands, any genre ever, ever, ever is this band that was on Metal Blade called Thought Industry. Oh, I remember you gave me a bunch of their CDs. Oh, man, they're so good. I could not get into that. Oh, it's so good. And and it's it's great because it's like it's this early early prog post rush yeah proggy yeah, yeah. metal stuff uh, and then they take this turn and it and it's like one song would be this Mister Bungle slash blast beat it really weird and then the next song would be an opera and the next song would be something completely different and then so but then like their peak was this album called Black Umbrella which is the ultimate breakup album and it's almost an alternative album it's not even metal and in, into in, a Agree because it's I mean not there's one guitar solo in the whole on the whole album and it's barely a guitar solo and it's just this guy tracing in a, the death of a relationship and it's the darkest like most depressing album of all time mm. and it's so good oh. I, I totally didn't get that from that yeah I, I got the so what that album told me to do was hit the eject button yeah yeah I, I wasn't i wasn't into it man but but it also sounded i i think the other thing with that is is that some of that stuff sounds really dated when you're coming to it 20 years on that might be it you know if you listen to it originally you're like okay i'm totally <clears throat> i know what this sounds like but if you because uh, i think uh focus was a good one for from cynic like if you listen to that originally it sounds progressive if you've never heard anything like it it's amazing but then if you listen to it now it sounds a little like its production value is a little yeah. wanting, you know, like they did a remaster of it and it actually sounds a lot better. But uh, but then, you know, that was something you'd never heard before. And it just it does sound dated when you when you when you when it comes on like a little later. You know? I think there's something to the idea, too, of, uh, you know, some of these bands like like Anacrusis and Thought Industry are Midwest bands. And Midwest, for whatever reason, is the you know redheaded stepchild of metal. You know, like you try to think of like. Well, it's not where the people are, dude. I well, mean, it's the, not the, the people are East and West. I mean, that's how. Yeah, it is. but it's not even that. It's like you know, you try to name like great, great metal bands from the Midwest. Slipknot. It's really hard. Yeah, Slipknot, <laughs> Battle Cross. Now you know, and that's yeah. like that's like there's like it's hard. A couple from Indianapolis here and there. There's from Chicago. Yeah, it's not really as a city. Atlas so. Moth. You yeah. know, yeah, awesome bands, but it's very very rare. And mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It just is what it is. It takes a long way to get out of there. That's the that's the problem. I don't know if it, it's. I don't think the live matters all that much. I mean, I think it's all about the recordings. No, well, I think the live matters because that's what gets the word of mouth going about the band. I mean, it, unless you start playing it's kind of hard to the hard to kind of keep get the ball rolling i mean yeah. you, you really release shit all day long and nobody even knows about it well look at texas i mean to get from houston to austin to dallas and then after that oklahoma city i mean yeah. barely a city i mean they stuck city in the name just as like a gimme i well, mean it's like there's 12 people live in oklahoma in total you, you know, know? I, i've never really talked about it maybe need to do a whole episode on the on the tour smart book man yeah because because that thing uh, you know, they talk about you know, bases. You stay east. Yeah. You don't don't go past like Nashville. Right. Don't go past like Memphis or whatever. Because once you get out into the Midwest, that's where 
It takes you forever to get any place. It costs more money because you have to spend more gas to get from place to place, you know, and you can't do shows as frequently because you're not right next to the next place. You know, you could do Boston, Philly, New York, Washington. Like you can knock off. You can play like all four of those in one day. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to, if you really strove for it. You know, so the the hard part is is when you get get out here and it takes you five hours to get to the next city. Yep, you're like, oh shit, we're playing in El Paso. <laughs> well, I guess we're leaving at fucking midnight. Yeah, Let's good, go. Great band, great you know metal bands from Texas. What is there? Dri, you know, Pantera. Pantera. We can't forget Pantera, well, bro. Look at New Orleans; it's got a whole scene of great bands, but you know it's hard to get from where do you go, Biloxi. From New what? Orleans? Oh, New Orleans? Uh, well, that's kind of hard to, to get anywhere. There. Well, it's just hard to get anywhere out of New Orleans, too. That's why it's all sludgy, man. But you, you know. got Goat Whore, you got uh, uh, Crowbar, Crowbar, you got all those guys. I Hate God. Yeah. yeah there's, there's quite a few that came out of there. Yeah, I think everybody's got their scene. And, but I think that's also how like isolated scenes happen. You, if you watched American Hardcore, that was also one of the things. Right. And even Sonic Highways with the, the whole Dave Grohl thing that he's doing now. You kind of see that sort of isolation that used to happen when there wasn't this internet bridge between everybody. You know, your your local market would have a, so much more focus in it because you just couldn't branch out. And if you did, it was some guys that were mailing tapes and mailing zines. And then the fans really had to participate in it because they're the only people who could really get that stuff out there. And now I think we're all interconnected and we expect something is so much different than we used to. You know, why aren't you playing Austin? You should be playing fucking Austin, blah, blah, blah. Not this, not San Angelo. You know what I mean? Like, and we don't sort of assemble it all together. It's, I don't know. It just seems like we're, we're closer but farther apart yeah i don't know what that that means and that totally i think you know helps inform like you know try to find those bands that you love that nobody else loves because Because everybody knows about them yeah and if they because that band's from that area that where everybody already is you know well and i and i i think that there is also people a lot of people striving to find the nugget you know they want to find the thing that nobody else knows about and that's that's a thing now but they don't go to the midwest for that nugget. <laughs> well, well i don't know or 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 is it or there is it the you know, just that's not where the food is you know yeah. you're, you're not going where you want to get you want to eat you go to the cafeteria you know you know it, it's it may not be the place where you find everything not that there's not anything there. It just not, may not be. You go to L.A., you can see a band on every street corner. You come to Austin, you can see a band in every in every barbershop playing, you know, whatever. I mean, there's people everywhere playing music. So it just depends on where you go and what you're looking for, I guess, too. You know? Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. So to answer the question. Thought industry. Uh, thought industry. <laughs> I don't have one. Uh, because it seems like every when I'm talking to people, nobody knows what I'm talking about half the time anyway. So <laughs> they, they really don't. I, I mean, you're in the right business. Unless then. I'm talking to metalheads. I mean, metalheads, you right. know, we'll we'll communicate. But the people that I talk to outside of that, oh, you know, yeah, forget it. I mean, like for me right now, it, and that's the best I can do is probably Black Crown Initiate. That's what I keep telling more and more yeah. people about is is them right now. But I just get all douchey for one band right now and the next year it'll be somebody else and the next year it'll be somebody else so yeah that's kind of how we go man kick ass all right we gotta wrap this show up dude yeah now remember 
the back half of our conversation with uh, the Emory Bad Christian guys is on badchristian.com, I think, on Thursday. Yeah, so. they're going to be posting it hopefully this week. So yeah, uh, we'll have a few more. Uh, just look for our Twitter. Follow me uh, at Bearded Ape. And I'm at Godless Speaks. And uh, we'll uh, give you all the information if uh, when if and when they post all that stuff up. They may listen to it and go, yeah, Godless is right. And they gave up on their podcast. They're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so. if and if you're, you know, you turns into Satan Rules podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're, uh, you know, a bad Christian listener who is a Christian and you've heard me and you go, that guy makes a lot of sense. I'm done with Christianity. Just tweet and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You just want to have a tally. That'd be great. You yeah. just want to start notching your bedpost on yeah. how many, uh, how many, uh, yeah. what, what's that, honey? Uh, that's, uh, that's all my converts. I might, yeah. You know what? The big notches are going to be the bad Christian guys themselves. We're going to start calling you the master. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> this will be a lot of fun, dude. Hey, uh, also make sure you subscribe to this uh, damn podcast on iTunes and stuff. Just search Metal Sucks Podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher and all that other good stuff. We post every Monday at MetalSucks.net. I am Chuck. I am uh, Godless. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the Metal Sucks Podcast.